0: Happy Valentine's Day or is it? Uh, I don't know what made me do this, but I decided to look up some figures on Valentine's Day and I was quite blown away. And this is a quick overview from a site. I don't know what it's called. I not remember what the site is called. But anyway, this is the quick overview. Up to 91% of the UK, could be celebrating Valentine's Day in 2022, according to our projections. This means a whopping 1.37 billion could be spent by the UK for Valentine's Day in 2022. We found that around 40 million Brits, 76%, celebrated Valentine's Day in 2021. This was a significant drop from 41.4 million who embraced the day of love in 2020 the total spend dropped to 926 million 23 pound per person in 2021 down from 2020's 1.4 billion 35 pound per person 24 percent of brits did not celebrate valentine's day we got those 20, other 24 percent who didn't celebrate it with me Over 25 million cards are sent for Valentine's Day each year and the UK spent over 1.4 billion on greeting cards. And apparently, 8.4 million people are hungry or struggling to find food in the UK. How's that for a happy Valentine's Day? Radiotherapy, brought to you by Beecher Network and Inqua Tattoos. And this Valentine's Day thing is um, crazy. Crazy. People are going, going, or putting themselves through, just to impress. All to impress. And uh, while I was looking at these uh, figures, I don't know what made me look at them. I'm never really interested in stuff like this. But I looked into the figures nonetheless. I thought to myself, well, what, what's the rough origin of Valentine's Day? And I had a rough idea, but I just wanted to see if I could reconfirm it. And uh, have a listen to this.
1: For all its popularity... History doesn't give us any guarantees as to the origins of Valentine's Day, but we do know it contains vestiges of the early Christian church and ancient Rome. The association between mid-February and Romance goes back to a pagan festival known as Lupercalia, likely honoring either Lupa, the she-wolf of Rome, who suckled Romulus and Remus, or Faunus, their god of fertility. The festivities began with an animal sacrifice, then the ritualistic slapping of young women with strips of the animal's skin and blood to bestow fertility for the coming year. In the fifth century, perhaps in an effort to Christianize the pagan festival, Pope Gelasius declared February 14th as Saint Valentine's Day. As for the real Saint Valentine, there were reportedly several canonized by the church, Legend has it that one St. Valentine, a defiant Roman priest, lived during the 3rd century AD under Emperor Claudius II. Claudius was an ambitious ruler. His battles required vast armies of men to abandon their young families for long periods of time, resulting in a military that was half-hearted and homesick. So determined was Claudius to stop love from sapping the will of his armies, he banned marriages altogether. Father Valentine thought the ban unjust and defied the Emperor, continuing to marry young lovers in secret. The Emperor eventually caught on to the priest's actions, arrested him, and sentenced him to death. It is believed that young couples he had secretly wed would visit his cell, passing him flowers and notes through the bars as symbols of their gratitude. The story continues that the condemned father Valentine fell in love with his jailer's daughter. On February 14th, the day he was executed, it is said he passed the young girl a note. It was signed from your Valentine. A tradition was born. Cupid, the winged matchmaker, started out as the Roman god of love, inspired the image of cherubs for Christians, and is now a favorite of card makers and mass marketers. Our modern Valentine's Day, removed from its religious and pagan past, has evolved into one of the most celebrated holidays on the calendar. On average, Americans shower their loved ones with 180 million roses, red ones naturally, and almost 36 million heart-shaped boxes of candy, not to mention all those cards, dinners, and diamonds. All told, The holiday brings in almost $14 billion annually, giving retailers plenty to love as well. But if you're worried that you can't afford to treat your loved one properly next Valentine's Day, take heart. The poets were right. Love is really all you need. Well, I'll um, I'll
0: let you make what you want of that. I want to move forward into uh, something I've been doing. I've been trying to take some time to study a bit more about Jamaica, where my parents are from, and I uh, ran across a book called Jamaican Herbs and Medicinal Plants and Their Uses. I thought to myself, Do you know what, this would be quite good to read out. So I'm going to start off with the first herb. First herb is uh, Aki. Aki is edible and in Jamaica is consumed with saltfish as the national dish. Well, that's not for me. But. However, the fruit must be allowed to ripen on the tree, otherwise, it could be poisonous. The leaves are used to make tea for colds, flu, asthma, and mucus congestion. The tea can also be mixed with salt and used as mouthwash for diarrhea and gum problems. Leaves hung in bunches on porches and around the house will keep away flies and other insects. The skin of the ackee can be beaten to a pulp and used as a kind of soap to wash cloth. Ah, you learn something new every day. You learn something new every day. Look at that you didn't know that about Aki, you now know. Um, I want to move forward anyway into today's topic, which is boundaries. And it's a subject that has popped up over the last fortnight, almost continuously. I won't go as far as constantly, but definitely continuously, in different forms as well. And I don't know if it's the age group that I move with, but we're always talking about setting out boundaries. Um, sometimes these uh, boundaries that we need to set out, they involve members of our family. Sometimes it's close friends. Sometimes it's even clients. And one of the things about setting out boundaries is that you have to enforce them. You have to patrol them, you have to protect them. And also you have to decide who is going to be allowed within your boundaries and how you're going to govern yourself within your boundaries to know how you want other people to act within your boundaries what's acceptable and what's not and as you're growing what's acceptable what's acceptable and what's not acceptable will always change But regardless of that fact, you still have to protect your borders. You have to protect your boundaries. With relationships of all kinds, I'm a strong believer that they should be beneficial to one another. So you should be able to learn something or gain something out of each relationship. Because this is how we move each other forward. And that's not that you go out in order to just gain and not give nothing. No, there has to be an exchange. And this is how, almost like how nations work. Nations and people are not always too separated in behavior. You know, um, they say, the individual births a family, the family births a tribe, the tribe births a nation. And then you go backwards, it's nation to tribe, tribe to family, family to individual. So you, you in creating these boundaries or these borders, you have to then protect them and decide who is going to be allowed into your space, into your borders. I can speak on this from, uh, from, from personal experience. You know, when you work in a environment where, you know, you're self-employed and everybody has to, everybody has to eat, you're going to come across people that generally just don't give a fuck. You will come across people like that. And those are the people that will teach you where your boundaries lie. And then, when someone you spot someone doing the same kind of behavior, it's easier to it's easier to pick it out. It's easier to identify it. But again, you have to enforce them boundaries, and that's always the hard part. But once you um once you enforce them boundaries, a lot of things around you begin to change you you find that your environment becomes a bit more beneficial to you your safe space your safe space becomes peaceful your mind is a bit more rested your soul is a bit less tested, you move a bit more comfortably. But without the one person who needs to keep the boundaries secure, if you don't secure them boundaries, you're going to feel insecure, you're going to get invaded. And invaded is a strong word, but usually when we say, you know, we need, to, we need to set some boundaries, it's because we feel invaded in some way, shape or form. Someone's invaded our space, whether it be our workspace, our home space or our mind space. Someone's invaded our space, and we don't like it. So we have to deal with it. Now, this ain't me saying you've got to chase down everything that, everything that bothers you, because because that's just a waste of time. You need to know what's important enough to put your energies into. And when you do, everything will thrive. These boundaries also need to apply to you. Something I didn't mention, actually. These boundaries also need to apply to you in your form of creativity. Where are you going to put Where are you gonna put the time that you have allocated, time that you have allotted to you? Where are you gonna put it? And how are you gonna push how are you gonna portion it up? Because you could just sit on Instagram, have a good time scrolling, 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 watch some TV. And these things are not bad in moderation. They have their purposes. But these acts that we adore overstep a boundary on us they have invaded us. In ways that... Seem irreversible. And there has to be a point when you say... Okay, this app has crossed the line. Because how many people are hurt? And how many people feel whatever it is you feel about social media. And nine times out of 10, it's not good. So as much as I speak about establishing or reestablishing, governing, and maintaining and enforcing boundaries with other people, you also have to do it with yourself which is way more important. Because if you don't know how to govern yourself, if you don't know how to love yourself, take care of yourself, then everything else don't work. And when everything stops functioning properly, you start feeling disease. And a diseased state of being is an invaded state of being, physically or mentally, or quite often forgotten spiritually. You're still in a state of dis-ease. So not only do we have to set boundaries with those around us, we have to set them with ourselves and we have to govern ourselves by the same law. Not one rule, not one rule for one and one rule for another. I'm gonna leave it there. It's been an interesting episode. To those who are celebrating Valentine's Day. I do hope you enjoy your day. Hope I didn't dampen it. And for those who aren't, hope you have a good Monday. See you on the next installation.